ready to take the shot. Should we, or should we do the intro first? Yeah. I guess we should do that. This one isn't chilled. It's fine. You're just excited because it's delicious. Okay. Well, you are (laughs) listening to Talk Crooked, the social justice and comedy podcast for two friends laugh, cry, and rage about an unspeakable subject while enjoying adult beverages. My name is Kay. And I'm Carrie. And we are willing fall to occur (laughs) because it is still 90 fucking degrees. Mm -hmm, And it's going to be 90 degrees all fucking week. And I'm done. Mm Mm-hmm. It's currently the second week of September when we're recording this, <laughs> so hopefully by the time this airs... It'll be cold. It'll be nice and cold. Not freezing, but yeah. crisp. Yeah. I just want to wear my flannel. Same. And, like, drink a bowl of soup. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I want my soup. mom. I want soup to come back at Subway. My mom <laughs> makes the best chicken noodle soup, and I'm so ready oh. for her to make that. Yum. I love homemade chicken noodle soup. Okay, mm-hmm. well, since we're willing fall to occur here (laughs) we decided to switch up our shot today and we did not go with tequila we went with a rattlesnake shot that my wonderful husband made yeah lovingly one twice (laughs) (laughs) and we're gonna sip on some uh some irish coffee Mm -hmm. tonight (laughs) until we get so sweaty we can't stand it and then we go and switch to wine but we'll see (laughs) (laughs) we still need to take a shot of tequila because i did buy a lime and i don't want to go bad that's fine we can still do that okay it'll just be a a wild night Yes. So, (laughs) all right. Ready? Yes. Clink. That's pathetic. We should do that into the microphone next time. It's fine. Okay. (laughs) One, two, three, go. Mmm. Yum. Oh, yum. There's no ugh with a rattlesnake. That was, that went down very nicely. Mm -hmm. Smooth and sweet. All right. Well, we haven't recorded in two weeks. I know, and I'm very sad about it. We had a we had a lovely break on uh, over the Labor Day weekend, and so this is the first time we're recording since then. Yeah. And so, um, and next week we're gonna have to record. Oh, record remotely. Record remotely. Uh, Yeah. It'll be okay. Yeah. It is what it is. Sitting and getting money. It's what it's. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, and we need Patreon, or you you guys could pay us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if y'all could pay me, that would be great, because I just had to pay Western. I was so pissed. Mm. I thought I was getting $99 back, and I was a little upset about that, but I was like, you know what, it's fine. At least I don't At least owe them anything. Back, right. Well, the beginning of this week, I get an email. Hey, you owe us $28.32. Don't don't know why. D- no explanation. That's a just, weirdly specific amount. Yeah, and so uh, they're already getting seven to ten thousand dollars out of me from the government. Yeah, and they still come after me for thirty dollars. Those bitches. It's it's exactly <laughs> like the government charging me eleven dollars for my taxes one year. I'm like, you didn't take enough. No, they didn't. <laughs> Let's just get a cabin. We're going to yeah. get a cabin and s- we're going we're gonna to grow crazy beards, get a shotgun and some property and Have yell at people to get off of it. Yeah. That's we're going to have to get do. some testosterone so that we can grow the beards. Well, we can get fake beards. It'll be fine. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to actually grow a beard. That's so much maintenance. <laughs> We have enough maintenance with the rest of our bodies. Oh, well, yeah, fair. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, goodness gracious. Well, we're not talking about beards today, but we have a really fun, super Halloween-y Subject. topic today, and I'm so excited because I, I'm i just so ready for Halloween, you guys. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm so excited for Halloween. We're going to have such an awesome Halloween party. It's going to be super witchy, and I'm so super pumped. Yes, and, and I'm going to be doing tarot card readings. I'm, I'm just willing it. I'm willing it to arrive. <laughs> it's like getting me through the next like month. <laughs> <laughs> this reminds me I need to start doing um, practice readings on like you and Josh Yay! in the next few weeks. Oh yeah. my God. Like twist my arm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's just so fun. I love it. Like it's you learn so much about yourself and it like gives you so much clarity because you're so good at it. And I oh, love you, you. And I love you too. I just realized I didn't do a Halloween theme for my Crooked News. Oops. I didn't either. It's okay. fine. All right. I forgot. Okay, I, I did too. I just needed joy in my life. So I did too. I'm doing something different, but <laughs> yeah. we'll, we'll go super weird next week. Okay. It'll be fine. Okay, because I, kn- I knew you had one of that, like when you mentioned that, and I was like, I oh, fuck. I completely forgot <laughs> okay. until just now when you reminded me. <laughs> it's fine. We, we're hanging on by a thread and a prayer, y'all. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> Please pay us. No wonder no one's paid us. Who <laughs> would pay for this swill? <laughs> well, one person's paying us. One person. Thank you, Chastity. We love you. Yes, we love you. And um, top of the episode, go and check out Lexington Bucky. Yes. She's amazing. We love her. Go go check out her thing. Get her click coins up. We're still in a collab with her. Yes. She's wonderful. And speaking wonderful. of which, she also, like, aside from the stuff that she's suggested for us, like, she has some super cool Halloween-y, witchy type books that she's read in the past couple of months because I was following her before we started doing this even. Like, yeah. She's just... Has a, she reads so many interesting things and it's just such a great way to get ideas. So there was one really cool one. I think I've already talked about this, but it came with like a crystal and a smudge stick. Oh, and yeah. I like, I want it so bad. <laughs> like there's just a lot of really cool things on there. So I think I'm going to have to get invest in that one too. Mm-hmm. Uh, another thing to plug into our surge protector. Yeah. Um, slip it in. Um, <laughs> Use some of that Lola lube and slip it in. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'll cut that. Out. That was disgusting. <laughs> Uh, I've had a lot of Kahlua, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I do want to plug the Facebook group. Mm -hmm. Um, Yes, you're doing such a good job with that. Oh, thank you. God, I'm just so crippled when it comes to social media. (laughs) It's called Unspeakables United. We've got some great members in there right now. We've got people posting. Um, I do posts every Friday for... um, people who have small businesses like if you have an etsy shop or yeah that way like you can go in there and you can comment on that podcast yeah i just like cursorily look at it and say oh there's a lot of stuff on there that's awesome (laughs) and then i click away because i don't have time right now (laughs) (laughs) it's okay um trying to sell my car you guys it's a lot yeah but i'm having a lot of fun with it i would love for more of you to jump on there and we could have some nice discussion get some good recipes we should start like posting discussion topics and stuff that would be so fun yeah 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 yeah. and like i post some now this videos like awesome yeah so please please join so there are gonna be lots of john oliver on there Oh. Because he's our spirit animal. Yes, he he will make many appearances. I love it. I love him so much. I what do is his too. show? Uh, late night. Late night? Late, late night? Late, late uh, night? No, it's last week tonight. Last week tonight. Okay. Yeah, yeah I love him. He's mm-hmm. amazing. You can find his episodes on YouTube. Really easy to watch. It's an mm-hmm. HBO show. Like, there is a full-length show, and then there's what he puts on YouTube. Is that the now the only reason we have HBO? Is to binge all of john oliver 
Yes. And sharp objects? Yes. <laughs> and big little lies? <laughs> I actually have sharp objects and little bit uh big little lies on my voodoo. What? Yeah, I do. Like I have the first season of both of them because I got the digital code from work. I do want to watch girls though too, so maybe I'll still keep it or maybe I'll cancel it for a while until I'm in the mood. Yeah. But the reason we got it did not pan out, so it's fine. <laughs> yeah. Oh it's my fine. god. That's there are images just seared into my brain. <laughs> I've already finished my coffee. I feel so much better. I'm actually almost done with mine, too. We might have to take an early break <laughs> and get refills or something. Uh, yeah, this is um, this is a really fun topic, but it's also a little heavy. So um, I, I don't think it's that heavy. You don't? I don't know. I just find it more fascinating than yeah, heavy. Yeah, I be guess that's a better you. word for it. It's... it's it's more spiritual. Let's let's introduce, let's introduce it. it. Okay, so yeah. we are this week we are talking about near death experiences, which is just super fun. And I actually had the time and the focus and the inspiration to actually like write a little bit of oh, my nice. segment, which is really fun. So, nice. and I found I just I'm actually like just really proud of my segment for the first time in a while. So. I'm just really excited about this topic. So that's Me why too. I, just, I don't. I don't really. I didn't find it that heavy. I've just found it really fascinating, and there's just so much to unpack with it mm-hmm. because it's like science meets magic. Yes, you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Which I mean, I just think that science is magic. We gave a name to, and that magic is science we don't understand yet. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I'm just in both well, camps. Yeah, and I'm, <laughs> I'm also of the belief that there's magic to be found in everything. Yes, like there's you magic in the words, words right out of my mouth. well i'm also like my poetry class Mm -hmm. is turning out to be my favorite class and oh girl um, i told you (laughs) (laughs) you were so worried about it (laughs) i know because i'm not normally one to write poetry um but in our book like in the first chapter it talks about how our first poems were spells and incantations Ah! and curses and stuff that people wrote for ancient rituals and it it's, it's tribal. fascinating, yes. Yeah, it's tribal. Mm-hmm. And so, it like, nothing affects me like poetry because it just gets me right into my soul. Mm-hmm. Like, literally right into my very being. Yes. It just, it, that's where it affects me. Like, it's not even just, a, oh, yeah, that's pretty cool. It, like, literally, it, it it's like listening to a drum or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it's, it's that, that tribal, like, lizard brain that just, like is attracted to it which is why we all love music so much you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. like music is 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 poetry yeah funnily enough i listen to tribal music when i write my poetry i love tribal music (laughs) i do too so much i i feel it in my bones that's why i love like the moana soundtrack and the lion king soundtrack Mm -hmm. the broadway lion king soundtrack so much because it's like tribal chants and yes i love the different languages and things like that. It's just beautiful. Mm-hmm. And it, it's, it sounds so much more like primal and I just love it. Yeah. I love it. It's beautiful. I wish that white people had better culture. Yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we just like burned people at stakes and gave each other syphilis and shit on each other's religions for 2000 years. It's great. Yikes. Yeah. <laughs> it's, we've had a great run. Um, so n- not envious at all. So um, you want to just jump in? Yeah, let's just do it. Do we need refills? Yeah. Anyway, so we're back. We refilled. Sorry. We're going to be shit-faced this episode, but yep. it's fine because we're not going to be super angry yeah. like the last episode. The last I episode edited. was really good, though. 
yet last week or mm-hmm. the one I just edited? The the one you just edited. Yeah, we I just if today we're recording on the day that our second abortion episode came out and <laughs> I turned into a raging green feminist monster <laughs> and um sorry. <laughs> I was really drunk and just I blacked out. I actually don't remember any of it because oh I was God. so mad. <laughs> I don't even, I barely remember recording anything else that night. Oh my God. Because I was so angry. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, that's not what we're talking about today. So, yeah. um, So, near-death experiences. Okay. So, um, the afterlife, I don't know. The reason I was so excited to talk about this is because we haven't really had a spiritual episode yet link and that's in our description of it yeah looking at the stigmas surrounding all of these different concepts and spirituality is definitely one of them we've definitely touched on i think everything else so far yeah but we haven't really done one of these yet so i'm just really excited and like we've talked a little bit about our spirituality Mm -hmm. um but like we again like carrie said we haven't done a whole episode on it and just to kind of summarize it i think for you and i um just to kind of summarize what we believe real quick this is um, the church of talk cricket yes that we're gonna start <laughs> <laughs> i want merch pronto give us money so we can get merch yeah. <laughs> um just to kind of touch on mine at least my spirituality um i was a practicing christian for a very long time um i actually taught sunday school for seven years mm-hmm. um god is has been and will always be in my heart. He and I have had some issues, but you know, haven't I'm, we all? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I still very much believe in God. Mm-hmm. Um, I am also a practicing witch. Um, there is such a thing as Christian mysticism. It sounds like they would be the complete opposite end of the spectrum, but they are not. Um, I've seen her in action. She's a miracle worker, you guys. She has cleansed my house so many times from the weird <laughs> shit that passes through. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and she has helped me, like, she does really cool tarot readings and things like that. And she's really helped, like, helped me in my marriage and helped me get perspective on a lot of things in my life. And... You're just amazing, oh, and thank you. you completely made me a believer in you. At least I know that there's a lot of charlatans out there, but yeah. I just love you. Oh, thank <laughs> you, I love you too. And I feel like I finally like have met someone whose belief system like exactly lines up with mine mm-hmm. for the first time, like ever. Exactly. You know? me too. And you know, it's very it's very hard to be in a church when there. When people do not... We live in the Bible Belt. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Let's clarify let's, that. Let's, let's be we clear. We are deep in the woods of Kentucky. Mm-hmm. It, and there's some strong opinions. Yes. From white people. Yes. <laughs> well, from everyone. Let's yeah. be real. There's some strong opinions. Exactly. And Thankfully, I mean, like, Bowling Green is pretty diverse, mm-hmm. I would say. But still... But if you're in the churches that I've been in... Super yeah. conservative. Yeah. Yes. Um, it... I've had a very hard time finding another church that I felt safe in. Me too. Um, especially with the way that I believe about our society and uh, my thoughts on sex before marriage mm-hmm. and my thoughts on how the Bible should be interpreted. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe that it is a very sacred and holy book, but it is n- that is not it the society. It should be taken in historical context yes. at the same time, and that's mm-hmm. a really hard balance to strike. Exactly. I know that I definitely didn't. I I grew up very conservative Christian as well, mm-hmm. and um, 
I, it wasn't until I went to college and like actually experienced life outside of the bubble of Oldham County (laughs) that I, um, that I really was able to see just the flaws and a lot of the thinking that, that I grew up, that I grew up in. And that's not to shit on anyone's beliefs. That's not Mm -hmm. what we're here to do. We're simply here to start the conversation. Mm -hmm. We're not here to preach at you. Like, we both have lots of friends who are atheists. We have friends who are Catholic. We have friends who are still conservative Christian. Most of my family's still pretty conservative Christian, but they're super fucking cool. So whatever. And like, you know, I've dated atheists. Like it's, it, it is what it is. We, yeah. you know, in whatever your belief system, we're just we're just sharing ours real fast mm-hmm. at the top of this episode. We both also believe in past lives. Yes, that kind of, and we believe in cre- reincarnation in that way, not in that. Oh, I'll come back as a dung beetle, but in that your spirit grows through. I believe that spirits are recycled. Yeah, through 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 returning and continuing mm-hmm. to grow and 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 go through new challenges in life, and mm-hmm. and that's how we develop. And I do believe in soulmates in that way, too, in that, mm-hmm. like, we tend... I do believe that we do tend to kind of run in the same circles. Yes. Um, not necessarily as in, like, you always marry the same person or anything like that, but just that our souls tend to recognize each other sometimes. I've definitely experienced that, where, like, like particularly when I met my ex and when I met my husband, like, mm-hmm. I felt like, like an... Like a... Like an... Um, like a boom, like, I don't know, like, it's really weird to, it's really hard to explain and, like, put into actual words, but, like, I definitely felt like a, this person is significant, like, like someone pushed me, yeah, kind of, if that makes sense. I also felt that when I drove past where I work now for the first time, you know what I'm saying? It's just, like, things that I know, things that turn out to be really significant, people and places that turn out to be really significant to me really hit me Mm -hmm. in a strong way, you know what I mean? Yes, yes, I do. It's really strange, but, like, just so much has happened that affirms this. It's not like I. It's not like we just decided. Oh, that sounds cool. Let's believe in that. You know. Yeah, no. <laughs> like, <laughs> and another thing that I found in the belief system that I have been working on for myself for a very long time now is that I am not so scared of death as I used to be. Yeah, me neither. Um, I you know I grew up hellfire and damnation. Mm-hmm. I was so scared to make a mistake. Oh my god, but, girl, me too. <laughs> but ah, like you so know, scary. I believe in a god that is very forgiving. Yes, um, and I also believe in a god that wouldn't make it feel good to have sex if he didn't want you to do it. Yes, so like exactly, <laughs> that's what I grew up with a lot of was like repress, repress, repress. Yeah. And like, <laughs> That's as just, we've learned in past episodes, that yeah. that's a really unhealthy thing to do to someone. Yeah, <laughs> it manifests in the most violent way. Yes, it does. Yeah, exactly. it's really bad. Um, but I did just want to share that real quick because yeah. we're probably going to have a more Christian view of this, just because right, and that's more how we're mystical and yeah. things like that. Just more open-minded and more. I don't yeah. know. I feel like we're we're both really accepting people mm-hmm. of other people's um, so, beliefs and things like that, and it's it's just I don't know how to explain it. Like. All of this to say, like, if you feel like we've left out anything or anything like that, please let us know. We'd love to look at it from that point of view. This is just the only point of view that we know, really. Our point of view is what we have right now. Yeah. So yeah, but we're more than happy to. to, Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We are more than happy to expand on it. You guys know that we love researching. Like we love finding out about new things and sharing it with each other and sharing it with you guys. If there's something that you want to hear about. Please let us know. We mm-hmm. will more than likely put it, it on our we list. Love to yeah. learn. We're both huge dorks. So and we're both <laughs> just really open minded people who are just open to the concept of 
many different things. And honestly, when you study all the different religions in the world, you can see a lot of similarities. Yeah. Lots of things are reoccurring and lots of reoccurring themes and things like that to where, and a lot of reoccurring, I mean, not like human sacrifice, but you know what I mean? Like yeah. just re- recurring beliefs, re- recurring themes and motifs that, that really show that we're not, we're not really all as different as we think we are. Yeah. If you and just take one religion class, yeah. In college. It, you will see this. It's brilliant. And, yeah. Um, I mean, of course, there's some that are quite culty and weird. Yeah. <laughs> that does happen. That happens, too. But mm-hmm. <laughs> most of the most of the big ones t- tend to fall in the same in the same kind of similar kind of circumstances, even like pagan religions, which mm-hmm. are really beautiful, honestly, like they are especially like Celtic and um, like Druidic kind of things, which is my my own personal fascination, like yeah. up in the Scottish Highlands and old Ireland and things like that are ju- mm-hmm. are really based in yeah there was some some human sacrifice in there but a lot of it was just really beautiful nature-based mm-hmm. things because if you look at the nature up there how can you not worship it like let's yes, be real exactly. it's incredibly beautiful <laughs> so I pull a lot of pagan oh fuck oh you okay yeah my recording might have frozen oh shit I don't know how long it was like that I think it was just a couple seconds okay What's your time say? Uh, twenty six twenty four is what just passed. Oh, good. Okay. Okay. I pull a lot of like pagan practices. Just in- a couple seconds. It scared <laughs> the shit out of me. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> There's also something messing with us. So yeah. you guys like just yeah, it's bear fine. with us if they, if there's an echo and yeah. it fucks with our recording again. Like, let's, let's. I will try. Don't. Yeah. Please for this one. We promise we'll talk to you next time. No, 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 no. Let's not keep pushing it off. But you're drunk. I think that's okay. Okay. So after, yeah. So after this one, we will talk to it because it needs our attention. Okay. Just Um, let us record this one. Sorry. (laughs) It's all fine. Just, just don't make me want to kill myself when I'm when I'm editing this because of (laughs) because the sound doesn't line up. We get it. Yeah. We we hear you. You're there. We promise. Yes. Um, <laughs> okay. So, but you I, have more to say, sir. Yeah. Um. I do pull a lot of pagan practices into my belief system and my um way of life. Mm-hmm. And I mean, let's be real. We do that with every holiday. It's yeah. All every of our holiday holidays, is pagan. All of our holidays are pagan with Christianity slapped on top yeah. of them, which so, I find hilarious and awesome. And yeah. That's why we're doing Samhain for Halloween. And I'm so yeah. excited, which is actually really similar to Day of the Dead, which Ooh. I found really cool, which is like cross-continental and mm-hmm. transatlantic and yeah. everything. And that was one of the things when I was researching and I was like, oh, this sounds a lot like it. Like they both have altars of food and like offering basically just offerings of like honoring people mm-hmm. who have passed and starting over starting the new year and yeah just it's it's just really pretty and i'm really excited it's i'm gonna doing be so fun yeah i'm doing yule with christmas this year Yay! and like being really intentional about the decorations that i use mm-hmm. and like why i use them and i'm gonna have a little like live christmas tree just a little one so that i can contain it and yeah but yeah, I'm I'm excited and do that tradition of like bringing life into the house and all of that. That'll yeah. be so beautiful. Mm-hmm. I love that. That's what yeah. I'm kind of trying to do with Halloween this year. Is I'm trying to like be really intentional with my decorations and things like that yeah. to like. Yeah, I just like to infuse meaning mm-hmm. in things. So yeah, yeah. Okay, so um, now that we've wasted 30 minutes of your time, <laughs> um, <laughs> I think it was needed. I think so too. It'll just be a longer episode. It's fine. Yeah. So um, so the afterlife 
this is why this has fascinated me so much is because the afterlife is a concept that has fascinated all of humanity since literally the dawn of our existence. Yes. Um, every single culture, every culture, even atheistic culture, every mm-hmm. culture has its own version or theory of what happens when we die, even if it's nothing. Yep. That's still your theory. And it's still something you've thought about because we've all thought about it. Yeah. And, and we don't know. And we will not know no until we're know. dead. No, it's crazy. Yeah. So the only people that can tell us are gone. Yeah. <laughs> because they don't, they can't tell us. So. <laughs> A lot um, of psychics say that like whatever you believed in life is pretty much what happens to you when you die. Yeah. I think that's what happens with they say in Percy Jackson too, actually yeah. is like, for mortals Mm -hmm. like what whatever their belief system is that's what they end up seeing when they pass it through cerberus or whatever Mm -hmm. need those back in my life okay (laughs) so um there are because of this there is a ton of literature and a ton of movies about this concept um and since we've both been in the movie business for so long um that's kind of where my thought process goes. So yeah. I thought I'd just name a few real quick. Mm-hmm. So um, Heaven is for Real, yep. Miracles from Heaven, Hereafter, 90 Minutes in Heaven, Let There Be Light, um, Ghost Town, White Noise, and Happy Death Day is another one. White Noise was a really good one. Sorry, and that just hit. <laughs> I don't know if that was... It says White Noise, The Light. Is that the second one? I'm a chicken. I have not watched i don't know i've I've only watched the first one i feel like that's a sequel but um and then of course the all-time classic flatliners yes um and of course there's a lot of it in in our literature ya through adults it's it's always Mm -hmm. there's there's that whole left behind series there's left behind was amazing i read all of them i mean harry potter Mm -hmm. percy jackson like it's it's in all of our like you and i are both into really big supernatural stuff it's all deeply infused in that especially like because we like a lot of vampire stuff and a lot of um well, if you watch like the my, TV series Supernatural, yeah, holy shit, Charmed, yeah, oh my god, yeah, she dates the devil for Christ's sake. I know, right? Oh, it's yeah. so good. I love <laughs> so him. Good. I love him so much. I, he is why I watched Premonition when he, I was younger. Me too. <laughs> same. Literally I love that same. movie. Yeah. Literally same. Yeah, scared the shit out of me. Oh my god, me too. It still bothers me. The that girl I love on it. the swing with like the face. Oh fuck, God. That I don't remember. It's oh my like, god, when he got in the car accident. No, the little girl is, like, on the swing in, like, a mist or whatever, and she walks up to her, and, like, she turns around, and her face has, like, stitches. Yeah. It's so oh, fucking yeah, scary. Oh, yeah, I remember that now. Because yeah. of the car wreck or something, but it's, like, she came back at a different time point or something, yeah. and it's, like, oh, I, my friend, my friend Andre and I were, like, in each other's laps. We were, like, why do we do this to ourselves? We need to watch it together. Oh, we should. We should. I bet it's not as scary as I remember. Yeah. And it has the queen, Sandra Bullock, in it, yes. too, so, um, but, yeah, literally same. <laughs> Literally yeah. same. Um, so, um, and there's that whole, um, one of my favorite book series, Women of the Other World. It's all mm-hmm. very much intertwined with, you know, necromancy and ghosts and what happens after. There's an entire book that happens in the afterlife, which is amazing. And it's one of my favorites. Yeah. Um, so, uh, if you haven't read the the Women of the Other World series by Kelly Armstrong, do yourself a fucking favor. Okay. So, <laughs> they're all amazing and yeah. super fucking sexy. So, um, these all, of course, range from family, from like feel-good family films to comedies with like an underlying message. I mean, I should have even included A Christmas Carol in there because, you know, yeah. all the ghosts come back and it's all about like this message, mm-hmm. which is kind of what near-death experiences lead to lead to a yeah. lot of the time like that's that's kind of what i discovered in a lot of my research was that there's always some sort of like epiphany that tends to happen mm-hmm. whether it be good or bad 
sometimes yeah. it can be negative um but and there's just like one instance that i found of that but um and i do have i did go a little bit into detail about that just i've got three bullet points that i wanted to talk oh about. god oh but yeah there was one that uh one of our customers shared with me um brad his wife huge leslie guy. leslie oh. yes mm-hmm. she and brad were talking about um how they'd been like really into like a bunch of like YouTube videos that people had shared and about, they were watching something about some, like a lot of how there's like these legends that a lot of rock stars sold their souls. <gasps> yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. There's and jazz like, There's artist. people who have like yeah. been about to pass and they're, they, they like look terrified and they say like, he's here or something like that. And it's like really fucking scary. And mm-hmm. I just got chills and it's really scary. So I'm not going to talk about it anymore. Oh, when the I, caffeine is kicking in yeah, when I did, <laughs> I took a class on the history of rock and roll music like, mm. or the sociology or whatever. It's so scary. Yeah. Um, but when we did the jazz unit, there were a lot of jazz artists that are believed to have sold their souls. And there's one. Yeah. Yeah. And there's one who, like, every song near the end of his life was about that. And oh, it was just so scary. Fucking That's so fascinating. Scary. Just knew it was coming for him. That's so yeah. scary. That's not what we're talking about, though. We're not talking about that. I don't like that. <laughs> oh, that scares me so much. We'll do another episode on it. Yeah. <laughs> um. So... So, like I said, that goes from feel-good family films to comedies to just straight-up horror. So, as a culture, death definitely gives us, like, all the feels. Yes. It's something that... Because it's unknown. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's that unknown thing, and we'll never know. I'm sure there's so many... And there's actually, like, a science... Dedicated Like a national science... I didn't know that. Like, a whole department of science that's dedicated to this. Yeah. Just like in Flatliners... Which is crazy and so cool at the same time. It's a really cool website. I got some. I got some really cool info from it. I actually so. almost did a crooked news on that. Oh, that would have been awesome. I've got it in my Facebook files. I'll have to. Um, Those are use supposed it. to be light, though. Yeah, I know. But <laughs> I think it would be fun to do that one time. Um. So. Oh, I misspasted something. Sorry, I was moving things around and I miss. I messed up. Okay. It's fine. Okay, so <laughs> let's um let's talk about some stuffs. And some numbers. How about that? Yeah. So, um, NDEs, or near-death experiences, have been recorded since ancient times. Um, the oldest known medical report of near-death experiences was written by Pierre-Jean Marchand. I feel like I nailed it. Yes. Good job. An 18th century French, French military doctor who described such a case in his book, Anecdotes to Medicine. <laughs> Inicdutes to medicine. I don't know. Inicdutes. Stories about medicine. Um, In the 19th century, a few studies moved beyond individual cases. Mm -hmm. One privately done by the Mormons, which freaks me out. Yeah. And one in Switzerland. And one. Does it sound like that'd be super kosher? (laughs) And one in Switzerland, which I somehow feel better about. Um, up to 2005, 95% of the world cultures are known to have made some mention of near-death experiences. Um, and I think there are actually a couple in the Bible, too. Oh, yeah, for sure. In my research, yeah. Um, a number of more contemporary sources report instances of near-death experiences of 17% amongst critically ill patients in nine prospective studies from four different countries. Oh, wow. Which is significant. Mm-hmm. Um, because, of course, they're not common. Why would we, we wouldn't talk about it if it was common. Yeah, <laughs> you know no. what I'm saying? They're not common. Um, but that's a significant amount. Like, 17% is high. Yeah. I feel like. 
um, 10 to 20% of people who have come close to death in some way, like have been like electrocuted really badly or, you know, like. I had a, an epiphory. An epiphory? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Michael. <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. So let's define what we're actually talking about. So a near-death experience is a personal experience associated Oh, so sorry, I burped. It's, okay. um, it's a near-death experience associated with death or impending death. Um, when positive, such experiences may encompass a variety of sensations, including detachment from the body, feelings of levitation, total serenity, security, warmth. Um, and the experience of absolute dissolution and the presence of a light. When negative, such experiences may include sensations of anguish and distress, which is really fucking scary. Yeah. Um, Near-death near experiences are a recognized part of some transcendental and religious beliefs in an, in an, in an afterlife. Uh, different models have been described to explain NDEs. Neuroscience research suggests that an NDE is a subjective phenomenon resulting from a disturbed bodily multisensory integration. Say that five times fast. Yeah. That occurs during life-threatening events. It's like a fight-or-flight thing. Okay, yeah. That's what they can measure scientifically. Okay. And then what you actually experience is, is completely its own up to you. Yeah, it's situation. completely subjective. Yeah, is totally okay. subjective. But that can, th that's a thing that like can trigger it, yeah. is being disturbed in the that way. So being critically injured... Literally feel like that part where you where they like they say like when you're threatened or you feel like you're about to die like your life threat flashes before your eyes mm -hmm. like that kind of thing. I have had that experience. It's scary it's, shit. Yeah, really fucking terrifying. So, um, <laughs> uh, research. So let's talk about some common elements, and then I'm going to get into a couple of shallow dives. Um, so researchers have identified the common elephants that def elephants. Yep, mm -hmm. there's common elephants. Everyone has elephants. elephants in their near-death experiences, apparently. Wow. I am drunker than I feel. Mm -hmm. um, the coffee is really counteracting I'm the liquor. I'm not as drunk I am. Yep. <laughs> Great line from Panic at the Disco. Thank you. <laughs> oh, jeez. Okay. So, uh, so, sorry. So one researcher argues that general features of the experience include impressions of being outside one's physical body, visions of deceased relatives and religious figures, and transcendence of egotic and... Sp You're going to be really proud of me when I say this word. Spatiotemporal boundaries. I don't have a fucking clue. <laughs> she saw the look I clue. gave her and knew that I was not, lost. Yeah, not a fucking clue. <laughs> At all. <laughs> Many common elements have been reported, although a person's interpretation of these events often corresponds with the cultural, philosophical, or religious beliefs of the person experiencing it. Which, if we're going to look at it as a purely scientific thing, then it's probably from buried deep inside your subconscious. So whatever mm -hmm. you grew up hearing, whatever mythology, whatever... I don't want to call it mythology. Whatever um, indoctrination you had growing up is generally what then appears and is protected projected because it's at the deep center like of the ego of your mind yeah which is that deep primal part mm -hmm. um which is what that fight or flight is triggered by you know what i'm saying so if we're yeah. gonna go that way there's that and then there's also there's just so many elements there's also 
you know, maybe that's what's real and maybe, you know, or Mm -hmm. at least real for you or so many myriad of other things. It's so fascinating. (laughs) Just, we don't know. That's, that's kind of the underlying main current here is that we don't know. So we literally don't, there's no way to know. Right. So like, for example, in the U S there were where 46% of the population believes in guardian angels. They often, they will often be identified as angels or deceased loved ones or will be unidentified while Hindus will often identify them as messengers of the God of death. Oh, I don't think it's negative. Well, it's, but it's it's just so different. Yeah, Yeah. It's just very different. Um, so let's go through just common, common traits. So mm-hmm. what people generally experience is a sense of awareness of being dead, which I find really fascinating. Yeah. Um, and I, f- I feel like I've retroactively kind of experienced that sometimes when I think about death. I, I, I feel like I can, I don't know. I feel like my past life memories are like right there. Yeah. You know? I've done some past life regressions and it's not... I, I really feel like they're just like, for me, mm-hmm. because we're both pretty spiritually aware. Like I just, mm-hmm. and I've spent a lot of time in my own head, <laughs> um, you know, just burying myself. Um, yeah, like I most really, introverts. I really, a lot of times, I, I feel I feel like, like they're just beneath the surface of a pond. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. And I get like little... Little glimpses. Little glimpses here and there and little things that hit me and little things that I'm finding commonalities between some of our theories about my past lives. And just, mm-hmm. you know, I just like I've talked about how like I personally, my parents said that I used to talk and I remember this. Like I remember talking about being born and remembering choosing my family. Oh, wow. Before I was born. Yeah. Which is crazy, which actually didn't. Um, resurfaced for me until I was watching one of Haley's videos on on YouTube where she was talking about that. And I was like, oh my God, I used to do that. Yeah. I thought it was fake and like I made it up, you know? <laughs> yeah. But why would a two-year-old make that up? Yeah, no, there's the no reason. Time, yeah. Where, where would I have gotten that, you know? Mm-hmm. So um, there's also a sense of peace, well-being and painlessness, positive emotions, a sense of removal from the world, um, an out-of-body experience, mm-hmm. um, a perception of one's... So this one scares me. Like, a perception of one's body from an outside position. And that's oh, in one of my yeah. examples, which is like, whoa! Yeah. Uh, they do that a lot in Charmed. Um, oh, yeah. Sometimes observing medical professionals performing resuscitation efforts, which is like, whoa! whoa. That like would have to be terrifying. Yourself, yeah, like seeing yourself all injured or whatever, mm-hmm. and then trying to pull yourself back in is just, yeah. oh, because how? You don't have muscles. Like, it's <laughs> yeah. just so scary. Well, for a lot of people, uh, from the research that I've done, you know, it's a choice that they're given. They're like, you you can go back, mm-hmm. but only if you want to. Mm-hmm. And um, You could board a train. Yeah. Like in Deathly Hallows. It's my favorite scene. That's yeah. the most beautiful chapter of mm-hmm. the entire series. Um, there's also a tunnel experience that some have reported or entering a darkness, um, a sense of moving up or through a passageway or staircase, a rapid movement toward and or sudden immersion in a powerful light or being of light, which communicates with the person, which is interesting. I've heard theories that, like, when you die and are being born, like, that's why you come out crying because you're remembering your death and Mm -hmm. all of a sudden you're reintroduced to that light that took you in. Yeah. You know. It's, 
It's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot. And it's really cool. Um, an intense feeling of unconditional love and acceptance is another one. Um, encountering beings of light, being dressed in white or similar. Also the possibility of being reunited with deceased loved ones. Um, and then uh, receiving a life review. So that's like seeing your life flash before your eyes, which is what I was talking about earlier. Um, approaching a border. or Though I've also seen, heard um, a few things. I've also heard, and by heard, I mean seen on How I Met Your Mother, um, that <laughs> that sometimes it's not your whole life flashing before your eyes. It's things that you love and and important moments, mm-hmm. people you love, and things like that. So um, The things which, that mattered most. The things that mattered most. Yeah, exactly. Um, approaching a border or a decision by oneself or return or others to return to one's body, which is what you said. Mm -hmm. Um, often accompanied by a reluctance to return. Yeah. Um, suddenly finding you or suddenly finding yourself back in your body without having made a choice. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Um, connection to the cultural beliefs held by the individual, which seem to dictate the phenomena experienced in the near death experience and particularly the later interpretation thereof which is kind of cool. So, and then let me do just do a couple stages and then let me get into a cool uh, some cool some cool stuff. So, um the stages of it generally generally speaking, this is by somebody who um this is the guy from 1980 who like really researched this. Um his name was Kenneth Ring. So, his mm-hmm. stages were number 1 is peace, 2 body separation, 3 entering darkness, 4 seeing the light, 5 entering the light. Um, the clinical, and this was one that I found interesting because there's a lot of people who have a lot of big opinions about suicide, particularly Catholics, Uh um, that come to mind. There's a lot of condemnation and, um, this guy argued that attempted suicides do not lead more often to unpleasant NDDs than any other unintended near-death experience. It's no different. So, though we may see that as something to be demonized and criminalized, it's really something that we need to, I mean, don't encourage, obviously, like, yeah, please no. don't kill yourself, for God's sake, but it, it needs to be something that's destigmatized in that way so that mm-hmm. people don't beat themselves up for feeling like that and then make it worse. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I think we both get that. <laughs> for sure. Um, I'll have to tell you about the time, the first time I ever seriously considered killing myself. Not right now. Oh, well, not right now, but like later. (laughs) It's been a sad day. Yeah. So, um, so let's talk about after effects real fast. Mm -hmm. And then I've got, I'm so excited about my, my examples. So, um, so after effects. So near death experiences are associated with changes in personality and outlook in life, which I think we all know. I mean, that's generally how they're portrayed in movies. And I mean, we've all seen something or I, I, I've experienced books, I've read books, I've read movies that have like really challenged my way of thinking and really made me see things differently Yeah, and really me given too. me a different perspective on life, you mm-hmm. know? Um, well, to be honest with you, my first sociology course opened me up. Oh, me too. To the yeah. real, to the reality that is our society, mm-hmm. you know, outside of small town Bowling Green. Yeah. Like outside of anything i don't know outside Mm -hmm. of just looking at 
oh, wait, why do I feel like I need to get married and have a child? You know what I mean? Like, just to question it. Mm -hmm. Question everything. Um, So, so, um, among these changes, um, he found that there was a greater appreciation for life, higher self-esteem, greater compassion for others, less concern for acquiring material wealth, a heightened sense of purpose and self-understanding, desire to learn, elevated spirituality, greater ecological sensitivity and planetary concern yeah look at that and a feeling of being more intuitive which is really cool yeah normally your psychic abilities kick up when you've had one of these that's really cool um however not all after effects are beneficial Mm -hmm. and um grayson does describe uh grayson who's grayson one of the scientists. Dick I'm person. sure I, I'm sure I mentioned him or her, or neither or both earlier. <laughs> um, I don't know. Uh, this researcher describes circumstances where um, changes in attitudes and behavior can lead to psychological and psychospiritual problems, and that is mm-hmm. when you've experienced this in a negative light. Um, though a lot of times when people experience the negative side, I think a lot of time I think that's more rare. Yeah. You know, because, I mean, we saw what happened with Scrooge. I mean, I know he's fictional, but, you know, the, the that last ghost is not nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that grave is not great. Yeah, no. And there's fire down there. And he comes out of it and is like, ah! <laughs> Christmas yeah. for everyone! Oh, my God, you guys. Sorry. Super sidebar. If you have not seen The Man Who Invented Christmas, go fucking watch it. It will warm your heart this holiday season. And Dan Stevens is just amazing. a beautiful, amazing person. And um, what's his face from Sound of Music is in it? Somebody. somebody. The guy who played um, Mr. Von Trapp hmm. is in it. And he plays... I think he plays Scrooge, and he's amazing. Oh, okay. It's just so good. It's so, so, so good. I'll have to watch that this year. Yes, We've you should. I watched it at your apartment one time after I helped you move, <laughs> and you were at work, and yeah. I had to... I'd stayed the night so that I could just go straight to work and then go home. <laughs> I laughed. I cried. It was just amazing. <laughs> it will It will warm your heart. Okay, oh, so yes. let me get a couple of shallow dives out here just for a couple of examples, and then I'm going to pass the torch to my beautiful co-host, and oh, we're going to take you. another shot. So... Um, (laughs) so an example, so this, my first example, so this comes from 17 near-death experience accounts from beyond the light. So this is from the, um, that division of science. Did I take all of yours? I hope you didn't. Okay. So let's talk about an out of body component one first, because I think that's really fascinating and I'm not going to be able to say this lady's name. Mm -hmm. Okay. But I'm going to give it a shot. Okay. (laughs) We'll see what the wine does to my tongue. So, um, an out of an example of the out of body component of the near death experience is the case of Jasmine Cadavia de Ripidigni. That's no, not but- how you say it at all. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna call her Jasmine for the rest of this because they call her by her last name, and that's just <laughs> Too absurd. Much. Yes. Yeah. Um. So she died on the operating table during surgery, and this mm-hmm. is from um like late 1979. Um. And um, this is all like quoted from a book, by the way, called Beyond the Light. Yes. Just so everyone knows. This article, we are going to link to it. It's an yes, amazing it's article. It's really, really cool. I, there's yeah. no way we could go through all 17. Oh, God, so, like, no. 
these are just kind of summarized from the book so definitely check out this article buy the book for fuck's sake it's really cool it's worth buying i love short stories like this mm -hmm. of just like it it sounds like it's just a collection of people's experiences which i love so yeah um so quote i must say that this experience was quite unsettling was quite unsettling to say the least (laughs) i feel like she's british i was floating over my body i could see and hear everything that was being said and done I left the room for a short while and then returned to where my body lay. I knew why I died. Spooky Halloween! (laughs) Time for Halloween, guys. Oh, it is. It was because I couldn't breathe. And breathing, as we've discussed before, is one of the building blocks of living. So, yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> you must breathe. You must be able to breathe. <laughs> there was a tube down my throat, and the medical staff did not have an oxygen mask on my nose. I had been, like, so she was intubated. Oh, Which God. is awful. Yeah. Yeah, I um, was, too, and that was terrifying. I also had been given too much anesthetic, mm-hmm. which is scary. So, in my out-of-body state... I'm using my mind to try and make my right arm and hand move. Like her physical arm. She's trying to make her arm move. Yeah. And she's not in her body. <laughs> like, oh, oh how do you do that? Yeah. My arms are extended parallel to my physical body. I want my right hand to move. Anything to move. I was trying to pull the tube out of my mouth. Yeah. I looked down at my face and tears were streaming. One of the nurses blotted the tears from my face, but she didn't notice my breathing had stopped. How N- could you not notice? You Nor didn't did- have an oxygen mask on her. I know. It's so bad. Nor did she see me next to her. At this point, I'm trying really hard to make my physical arm move, but it's like my whole body is made of lead. So her determination in her, um, so Jasmine's determination in her out-of-body state was to make an arm move finally paid off, though. Mm-hmm. And with great clamor and and commotion, the tube was pulled out, an oxygen mask attached, and her breathing was restored. She had a similar near-death episode when she was hospitalized at 13, and again in 1991 when she faced death a third time. Oh, my God. It's just crazy. And this was, again, um, I could see my... Uh, she, I guess she had pneumonia mm-hmm. um, and she this was one of those where she actually witnessed her own soul as a spirit um, like residing outside of her body so that was like flipped yeah so she experienced two different ones which is kind of crazy that's yeah yeah um, so quote I could see my spirit standing before me my spirit was so beautifully perfect dressed in a white gown that was loose free-flowing and below the knee From my spirit, there emanated a bright, soft, white halo. My spirit was standing six to eight feet from my body. It was so strange, for I could see my spirit, and my spirit could see my pathetic body. I had not an ounce of color. And so she was seeing, like, it sounds like she was seeing from both perspectives at once. Oh, my goodness. Which is just so fucking trippy. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh my god, I would. Uh, I don't know what I would do. This is but just so crazy. I think it's so amazing that she was able to see her spirit self because that is your true self. Yeah. And if you're able to think of that as beautiful, you mm-hmm. should be able to think of yourself as beautiful too. Oh, that was so deep. I love it. Let's get some bongos. Yeah. <laughs> Start a drum circle. <laughs> that gets my heart racing like nothing else ever could. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, 
So as my spirit slowly moved away, my spirit told my body goodbye. For my spirit saw the light and wanted to go into it. The light was like a circular opening that was warm and bright. Okay, hello, excuse me, bitch. I know, right? <laughs> We're not ready to go yet. When, yeah, well, that's what she's going to say. She said, um, it says, Jasmine spoke of the feeling being torn... Uh, spoke of feeling torn between two worlds wanting to remain on earth while at the same time feeling a strong pull to unite with her spirit self and pass into the light another round of hospitalization after another round of hospitalizations she was left confused and disoriented ready to change her life yet hesitant to begin Mm -hmm. she lamented about the lack of people she could discuss her situation with although her church bishop did express some degree of understanding her lament is commonly shared am- by most experiencers, which is interesting. That yeah. like everyone wants to know what happens, but no one wants to hear about it. Oh yeah, because everyone gets fucking scared or tries to tell you that you were just that you're crazy or you were yeah. high on drugs from the whatever the fuck they were doing to you in the hospital. Yeah, or, your yeah. brain is just trying to make sense of things, and that didn't really happen, mm-hmm. guys. Yes, it does. The spiritual world exists, and it's a scary but very fascinating place it's in my closer hang on hang on okay that exact point gets made no you're totally (laughs) fine you're doing great i'm so sorry i'm not trying to shut you up i'm just saying that's in my closer (laughs) and it's my favorite closer (laughs) it's just coming out because i'm so spiritually aware because apparently i'm an asshole but like you're not an asshole (laughs) let's get some new ones okay so this one what i found this was one that i found really really cool um because of me Mm-hmm. and how I feel about animals. So, um, I found... Oh, I know this one. I, yeah, I found that both adults and children occasionally reported being greeted by, on the, uh, quote, on the capital other side, mm-hmm. by animals, especially if favored pets had previously died, which they actually do in Sherlock. Yeah. When he's, um, when he's shot or whatever, and mm-hmm. he's, like, in his whole, like, mind, mind spin. Yeah. yeah, and the dog comes out, mm-hmm. which there's twists about the dog in season four, but still, like, yeah, yeah. you know, oh, God, oh, so yes, much psychology in that show. It's so good. I need to watch. I'm watching it again. I know. Like. Yeah, <laughs> that's happening. Yeah. That's happening. It's just going to happen. Mm-hmm. I need to watch the boys, but it's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, my God, I started Carnival Row. It's really good. I want to watch it so bad. It's really good. Oh, my God. I'm so excited. It's really good. I'm excited. It's true crime meets fantasy, and it's fucking awesome. That's amazing. Orlando Bloom is an inspector, and there's so much about like racism and like. Oh, it's so good. Oh, good. So good. I love it. Love it. It's like if the help were in a fairy tale world, and there was murder, and it's awesome. It's awesome. Eat (laughs) my shit. Yes. It's going to be so good. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. It's going to win all the awards. And I love Orlando Bloom. So I love him, too. And Cara Delvigne. Yeah. Oh, my God. Didn't know how to say her name. I'm glad I know that now. <laughs> her eyebrows are on point. And she's amazing mm-hmm. and super hot. Anyway, so Orlando Bloom was, like, one of my first crushes, too. Him as Legolas. Mm. My, fr- my first crush was in the first Barney movie. Ew. Okay. <laughs> I was like three. Yeah, I'm judging you. Okay, so um, let's go back to my cool story. So, okay. um, so, uh, so especially um, if favored pets had previously died. Oh, Hammy will be there. I know he will be. I don't want to think about him dying. Ever, I don't want to think about my babies dying. No, no, I don't want to think about my babies dying either. So, but it is the children who describe an animal in heaven. 
who describe an animal heaven, mm-hmm. some even insisting that they must go through it before they can reach the heaven where people are, Aww. which is interesting. Yeah. Um, adult cases can be equally compelling. Several years before his death, someone named um, Bryce Bond, um, a famous... My name is Bond. <laughs> Bryce, Bryce Bond. Bond. New York media personality. <laughs> <laughs> A member of Her Majesty's Secret Service <laughs> with a license to kill. Anyway, sorry. Um, that's not true at all. So he was um, a, a media personality turned parapsychologist, uh, which is... Whoo. Yeah, which is fun. Yeah. Um, he shared the story of what happened to him when he once collapsed after a violent allergic reaction to nuts and was rushed to a hospital. He remembered suddenly passing through a long tunnel toward a brilliant light and then, quote... I hear a bark. Oh, this is going to make me cry. I'm sorry. You know what a dog person I am. I know. I hear a bark and racing towards me is a dog I once had. A black poodle named Pepe. Of course his poodle was named Pepe. Pepe the poodle. Pepe the poodle. When I see him, I feel an emotional floodgate open because nothing gets in our souls like dogs because dogs are just the best. They are Cats so are great too, but dogs are just the best. Yes. Uh, tears fill my eyes. He jumps into my arms, licking my face. As I hold him, he is real, more real than I, ev- than I had ever experienced him. I can smell him, feel him, hear his breathing, and sense his great joy at being with me again. I put my dog on the ground and step forward to embrace my stepfather. Then a very strong voice is heard in my consciousness. Not yet, it says. I scream out, why? Oh, fuck you! Yeah. <laughs> why? The fuck? Who the fuck are you? <laughs> what do you mean, not yet? <laughs> fuck off! <laughs> then this inner voice says, what have you learned and whom have you helped? Mm. I am dumbfounded. The voice seems to be from without as well as within. Everything stops for a moment. I have to think of what was asked of me. I cannot answer what I have learned, but I can answer whom I have helped. I feel the presence of my dog around me as I ponder those two questions. Then I hear barking and other dogs appear. Dogs I once had. As I stand there for what seems to be an eternity, I want to embrace and be absorbed and merge. I want to stay. The sensation of not wanting to come back is overwhelming. Um, so this guy was also greeted by all of his relatives who had passed on before him. And he, he experienced these loved ones as somewhat younger in form and face than when he had last seen them, healthier and happier. He remembered racing backward through the same tunnel he had entered when it was time to leave and reviving in time to witness a hypodermic needle being plunged into his arm. I heard a voice say, welcome back. I never answered. I never asked who said what, nor did I care. I was told by the doctor that I had been dead for over 10 minutes. Oh, my God. You take me away from my puppies, I'm a fucking kill a bitch. Just yeah. Saying. <laughs> Just saying. Like. Sorry. <laughs> Not sorry. <laughs> Let me have my puppies. Mm-hmm. Especially if Hammy's not here anymore. We belong together. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. 
Um, Rocky scared the shit out of me the other day. He would not move and he felt cold. Oh my god, baby. I know. I He finally fucking moved and I'm like, you had better not ever <laughs> do that to me Listen again. Listen to me, young man. <laughs> <laughs> you little shit. It's the only time I ever genuinely got mad at him. Oh my god. <laughs> I was like, oh, do not ever a... do me that way. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to me, you little turd. <laughs> <laughs> you fuzzy, adorable little turd. He's gotten Don't so you big. Ever scare your mama like that? Oh, big baby. He's so cute. He is. All right, last one, and then we're gonna close this okay. out, and I'm gonna pass the torch. So, okay. I just wanted to touch on this one mm-hmm. because we had touched on this concept before. So, yeah. um, so seldom are this one says, um, seldom are suicide near death experiences hell like. Contrary mm-hmm. to popular notions, most suicide near death experiences are positive, or at least illustri- illustrative of the importance of life and its living. Um, although I have yet to experience to find a suicide experience that was in any way transcendent or in depth, just to have something happen, anything that affirms he or she is loved and special seems miracle enough for the one involved. Um, which is real. Like, yeah, I mean, we've both experienced the darkest of darkness and it, it truly feels like there is no one that would give a shit. Oh if yeah. You left. I still all. have my days. In fact, it seems like it would, everyone would be better off. Yeah. That's, that's where your head goes. And so anything that can reaffirm that you're actually wanted is huge. Mm-hmm. Huge. Um, so, uh, so near death survivors from suicide attempts can often can and often do return with the same sense of mission that any other experiencer from the, of this kind of phenomenon reports. Um, and that mission is usually to tell other potential victims that suicide is not the answer. Yeah. Um, so for example, the, this, this young man, um, I don't think he's named, uh, which is fair because of, you know, the subject matter. So, um, mm-hmm. quote, since then, suicide has never crossed my mind as a way out. It's a cop out to me and not the way to heaven. Mm-hmm. I wish you luck in your research and hope my experience will stop someone from taking their own life. It is a terrible waste. Um, I'm not saying that people who have completed suicide aren't in heaven like that i don't think that's what he means i just think he knows that they're like i mean if you look back at this guy where that voice asked whom have you helped and all of that and then they Mm -hmm. usually experience something that shows them that they're loved and things like that like it's just not it's not the way because you're hurting so many other people when you do that even though you feel like you're isolated and alone and i will jump in here real quick i do not remember where i heard or read this um but there was there was something that I was either listening to or reading mm-hmm. and um, it was in the height of me really contemplating yeah, not being here anymore. And um, it said, you know, suicide, um, suicide is murder of yourself. And, you know, people that have gone to heaven and or that have been at the gates of heaven that have murdered people the people that they've murdered have to forgive them to be able to let them go into heaven oh shit and when you commit suicide you have murdered yourself and you have, and to, forgive you have to forgive yourself at the gates of heaven 
And that's really beautiful. Yeah, it was something that really started that question is, would I be able to forgive myself if I left like this? Yeah. And, you know, there's, um, it is something that, to me, splits your soul in half. And I know that it feels like your soul is split and broken and naked and not wanted anymore Mm -hmm. but i promise you that there's someone out there there's a reason that you're here we're all a universe whether we think so or know so or not we are Mm -hmm. all our own universe and we leave a ripple effect behind yep so um not to bring that way down no that was really beautiful i love that (laughs) that's so amazing because that's the thing is that a lot of us who have been to that dark place have a hard time forgiving ourselves which is of Mm -hmm. course also where our sign-off comes from is that you're not a monster like yeah so many of us experience those thoughts and feel that way especially if you fight mental illness like Mm -hmm. you know and and just being able to forgive yourself and say i'm not a monster is huge yeah so hashtag (laughs) (laughs) and i just wanted to interject that here because i thought that was important that's so beautiful i really love that um, so suicide near death episodes can lay to rest problems and conflicts, as explain away confusions and emphasize the need to remain embodied. Well, that's so cool mm-hmm. that you read something that meaningful that pulled you back from the edge because yeah. fear just pulled me back Yeah, from the edge, you know, f- fear of actually dying, like pulled me back from the edge. And then since then, of course, I've grown yeah. and like been to therapy and things like that and like learned tools and, and stuff. But that's really a cool concept. And for a long time, I like, felt even like if a you coward. Don't believe in he- in, in yeah. heaven, like mm-hmm. knowing just that you the have to be able to forgive to yourself, face yourself, and forgive yourself yeah. for those thoughts and for going for letting yourself go there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And putting the people you love in danger, knowing that you need to forgive yourself for that is is just huge yeah. and and beautiful. So, um. So it says um, experiencers usually return with a feeling of that suicide solves nothing and they and they are notably renewed and refreshed by that feeling using their new year death event as an as as a source of courage, strength and inspiration, which I think is really cool, Mm -hmm. especially those people that tend to spout, especially that should be comforting to people who have relatives or loved ones or friends, you know, who have um, who, who have completed suicide and there's so many people that spout that that sends you to hell and like how negative that is. And they just wrestle with that and that hurts them for yeah, their entire it makes it lives. Worse. Yeah. yeah. It really hurts your grieving process and hurts mm-hmm. your ability to move forward with your life. Mm-hmm. And I think like what you've said and what this shows is, is that that's just not the case. Mm-mm. I mean, not that you should kill yourself to go be with Jesus. Like, oh please, yeah, no, please don't do that. Like your time will come, you know, mm-hmm. like, and it, it'll happen when it's time. But like, I just think that's such an amazing concept. So nice work. That's beautiful. Okay, so let's close with, of course, the ultimate example. Okay. Okay? Okay. At least to me, it's the ultimate example. (laughs) Uh, The the most famous, although fictional, near-death experience of our generation. (laughs) Okay. Which is, of course, when Harry dies. Yes. And talks to Dumbledore Mm -hmm. in King's Cross. And it's... 
one of the most beautiful chapters in the entire series. The ch- that chapter and the chapter before where he's talking about like his heart beating. She's such a beautiful writer. Mm-hmm. But his heart beating to keep him as if like to get all of its all of its beats in before he die before I die and stuff Aww. like that. It's just so beautiful. So I have one quote here of of Harry's experience and then a, just a little bit of validation for people who have experienced it and a nugget for the skeptics to mm-hmm. think on. Um, so it's, quote, he lay in a bright mist, though it was not like the like mist he had ever experienced before. His surroundings were not hidden by cloudy vapor. Rather, the cloudy vapor had not yet formed into surroundings. The floor on which he lay seemed to be white, neither warm nor cold, but simply there, a flat, blank, something on which to be. How fucking beautiful is that? Yeah. And I know that's so hard for people who are like so scientific and like, what is it? What did it look like? It's not that. Yeah. The, the, you know, like the, the spirit realm is not that. It's not science. It's not tangible. Yeah. It it simply is, mm-hmm. you know? It's uh, my, my fiction writing teacher. He says a lot, you know, things that happen to you won't always make good stories because things that happen don't make sense. Mm-hmm. When you write a story, it needs to make sense. So that's why a lot of people don't use real stories. But like, well, exactly. That's cool. Yeah. Or at least like real, totally mm-hmm. first person stories. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, I'm just going to close with this one last little comment. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one last little conversation, which is, Tell me one last thing. Is this real? Or is this happening inside my head? Of course it is happening inside your head, Harry. But why on earth should that mean that it is not real? Boom! (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's so beautiful and powerful. It's just such a good book, you guys. It's still my favorite because of that Mm -hmm. bit. And that's why I have, you know... I have the hallows. <laughs> I am master of death. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's been so long since I've read those. Books. I really I need, need to, read to again. at least read the last one again. It's just so beautiful. And all that whole story of like the three brothers and everything. I just love it. So Aww. I just love that last quote. Yeah. That always has stuck with me. That and words are a most, be- most inexhaustible form of magic capable yes. of both inflicting injury and remedying it. Yes. It's just gorgeous. Gorgeous and perfect. Mm-hmm. So... Shall we adjourn to the kitchen and take a shot? Yes. For another shot? Mm-hmm. Because I'm going to need it for my segment. Mm. Okay. Are you going to make me cry? No. <laughs> I'm not convinced. <laughs> oh, my God. I did have to get up and walk away from my computer when I read the story, which oh, is fuck. why I picked it. I have, I have never in my eight months of researching for this podcast have had to get up and physically leave the room after I read something. This made me get up and physically leave the room. Are we going to flip our tables? No. Okay. It's just, it's (laughs) something that made me really fucking think. Okay. I love it. I'm so excited. Okay. Let's go take a shot so that we don't have to think too much. (laughs) I'm so sorry. We'll continue. Let's, let's start. Okay. Let's do this. So I had... Lay it on me, sister. <laughs> I had so much fun researching this. Yay! 
Yay! And um, I wanted to touch on a couple of things. I was going to wait and see if you touched on them, but I wanted to touch on them real quick because I thought it was important to at least introduce. Okay. Because I'd almost like to do a second episode on this one as well. Okay. Um, so I'm going to start with a quote. Uh, and this is from Psychology Today. All right. Let's hear it. Um, if those who have had a pleasant NDE find it hard to share their experience, then people are even less likely to report a distressing one for fear of what they think it says about them or that others might judge them negatively. Oh, shit. That's fair. Yeah. And that was from Marilyn A. Mendoza. Absolutely makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, she's a doctor who wrote this amazing article from Psychology Today. I will have it linked in our sources that can be found on my beautiful website. Yes, you've done an amazing job. Thank you. Um, and I wanted to touch I on... I wish editing wasn't such a fucking pain in the ass. Like, I wish I, could, <laughs> I had more energy to do more. <laughs> I feel like I don't do enough because I know how big of a Oh, okay, good. We both feel like we don't do enough. That's okay. a good place to be in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Somehow this works. Somehow it works. <laughs> wing, in a play- wing in a prayer, you yeah. guys. <laughs> um, so I do want to touch on the three types of frightening near-death experiences. Ooh, yes. yes. This yes, isn't yes. even a Patreon episode, and you're going to scare the shit out of me, aren't you? A little bit. Oh my god, I fucking hate you. Uh, I'm only touching on this because in my... Are there clowns? No. Are there demons? No. You looked away. I don't believe you. There aren't demons that I remember. <laughs> okay. <laughs> very. Po- that's a very. <laughs> it's been. I've slept a few correct times. Statement. <laughs> I've slept a few times since okay. I wrote these. Okay. Um. So three types of frightening NDE. Number one, experiencing it. Uh, people normally get scared because it is unusual and the subject has lost control. Oh, that's fair. I yes. mean, that honestly, like some of the really positive ones that I was reading would kind mm. of scare me because like not too. being in my shell, it, like the shell of my body mm-hmm. and not being able to have control of my own body would be really upsetting for me. Exactly. On Just distressing on that level. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I feel that too. And I think it's because as souls, we do get attached to the body that we're in because we've had to nourish it. It has become a temple of sorts. Mm hmm. Um, I mean, yeah, you, and, you, even if you treat it like a dumpster, it's still yeah. like your home. Yes. It, it is and truly the only place you can be yourself. Yeah. Even Inside at home. this head right yeah. here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even at quote unquote home, you're, you've got family around. You're mm-hmm. still having or to your put partner, up a little. Yeah. Or your roommate mm-hmm. or your dog, yeah. I guess, if you live alone, you know, but. You're still having to put up a little bit of an act. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, then, like, when you're completely completely within yourself, it's a different kind of face. Yeah. So, um, number two, the experience of being in a void, total darkness, Ugh. and the subject has a disconnection from everything and everybody. Oh, that makes me panic a little bit. Um, I, I do want to touch. Breathe. Yeah, I'm sorry. It's <laughs> okay. I, um, I've got one <laughs> thing to say really about this. Void is really scary to yeah. me. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is something that you and I have talked in depth about, mm-hmm. actually. Um, you've brought up your viewpoint of hell being a separation from God, and that's kind of, that's, that's what this is. That's how it's described in the Bible. Yeah, yeah. this oh, is fuck. just I a separation. I'm so sorry. It's okay. Say it again. I'm so sorry. Um, you, like, you've talked about your viewpoint of hell just mm-hmm. being a 
not a fire, but a total separation from God and mm-hmm. everything else. Yeah. Um, and then number three, uh, which is the least common type of frightening indie. It's like, it, it's FOMO. Yeah. Like. <laughs> FOMO times, times 10 a billion. billion. It's a hundred, like that's what I kind of picture hell being. Cause that's, that's how it's described in the Bible. But like mm-hmm. the fire and brimstone is actually a concept that was brought about by preachers and, um, and, and priests mm-hmm. because that's. Because they wanted to get money so that you could buy your relative out of it. Yes. And also because people weren't really all that educated. And so that was the only way that they could really convey fear and like what Mm -hmm. that kind of fear. That that's just the only way they could really elicit the type of fear that they were looking for, I guess. And that's kind of where it's stuck. Yeah. Honestly. Um, But on the, fire and stuff is nowhere in the bible until revelation Mm -hmm. so um and that's just destroying the universe yeah and that's that's just the pit yeah yeah oh god fuck Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) so uh number three what we were just talking about uh the least common frightening and de is the scenarios that sound straight out of dante's inferno yeah so That's it for the Frightening Indie. That's just what I wanted to touch on a little bit. Can we just for two seconds talk about how Captain Jack Sparrow very accurately references Dante's Inferno (laughs) in the original Pirates of the Caribbean? Oh, yeah. Like, can we just talk about that for five seconds? Yeah. About how he says the deepest level of hell is reserved for betrayers and mutineers, and that is exactly the deepest circle of hell in Dante's yep. Inferno. Judas is there. <laughs> yes, yep. Ju- Judas and I think, no, not Hitler. That, is, that was not no, there yet. yet, but there's someone else. I think Pilate mm-hmm. and um, someone else. No. Brutus. Probably Brutus who no, betrayed it was, Caesar. It was Judas. I don't think Pilate, Pon- I don't think I don't, Pontius Pilate was not. there. Probably not. Because I'm trying to think who else. I don't, I don't remember. There were three people and I was like, oh mm-hmm. shit. But because if you, I do I'm, feel like Brutus was there, because yeah. he portrayed he he stabbed Caesar. Yeah, so I have one deep dive and then a few Kane. shallow dives. Cain, yeah, that's who was in it. Mm-hmm. Sorry, um, it's okay. <laughs> I had to remember who the last person was. It's okay. We all do that. Uh, so I have one deep dive from the same article that Carrie was talking about, and uh, like I said before our little break. This one I had to stop and get up in the middle of and walk out. Like, I had to completely leave the room, leave my computer, go and be in a room by myself for a minute. Because it was, it hit me in certain ways that things have not before. So there's four people. Sorry, let me clear this up really, really fast. There's actually four people. There's Kane. uh, The second is Antonora from Troy. um, The person who betrayed the Greeks. Okay. Um, and then the third is Ptolemy, uh, for Ptolemy, who is um, son of somebody else, who is known for inviting Simon and his sons to dinner and then murdering them. So that's like the host, the hospitality thing. That's like okay. a big thing. That's like a big belief system in a lot of religions, mm-hmm. uh, particularly Greek. Um, Funnily enough, um, my... And then, of course, Judas. My Patreon content deals with that. Oh, shit. Yeah, it comes full circle. Oh, look at that. We did it, (laughs) y'all. Support us on Patreon so you can hear that episode. (laughs) (laughs) So, my deep dive 
starts in 1979. Berkeley Carter Mills. As many things do. Yeah. <laughs> Only the best. Uh, JK, I don't know where that came from. <laughs> <laughs> so We've had a lot to drink. Yes. A lot of caffeine. <laughs> in 1979, Berkeley Carter Mills made history in the Commonwealth of Virginia and the city of Lynchburg by becoming the youngest father ever ever to win custody of a small child in divorce proceedings oh my god was he like fucking 12 or something like how old was he oh i, I don't know it doesn't say <laughs> no it doesn't say what the hell no but it, His it name was, was just, berkeley yeah and he lived in california virginia oh shit okay <laughs> never mind i was gonna say that's a little on the nose but okay <laughs> no, it's okay <laughs> um he he was a working man um I don't know exactly how old he was, but he was a young father to win a child in divorce court. Like, that's amazing. That is true. Yeah. That, um, that never happened. Even if the mother was completely unfit. Like, yeah. For some reason, they just, like, didn't think men could raise children, which is bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, six months later, a massive load of compressed cardboard he was loading slipped out of control, slamming him against a steel pole. Oh, fuck. He remembers a sharp pain, collapsing, <gasps> being in a black void. Oh fuck! Did it hit him in the chest? Oh my god! That can stop your chest. That can stop your heart. Mm-hmm. Like they say to never like do if you can find a pulse to like not do CPR because like you can disrupt someone's heartbeat. Yeah. And, like make it worse. Like oh my god, yeah. that's so scary. Yep. Oh. Um. He remembers the sharp pain, collapsing, being in a black void, then finding himself floating in a prone position 12 feet above his crumpled body oh my god that follows exactly the stages we were talking about that's mm -hmm. so scary oh <laughs> i'm having so many chills <laughs> i'm so cold yes this one's heavy um oh my goodness he saw and heard people running around yelling for an ambulance and saying don't touch him give him air oh my god you can just like picture like i'm just picturing it like in tv form yeah you know what i'm saying where, mm -hmm. where it's like echoey and foggy and like oh my god like yeah get him help or you know you know what i'm saying yeah like, oh my god yeah this, this was so written crazy. beautifully this is like, really crazy yeah uh his body went from white to blue there was no breath the <gasps> sight filled him with awe i'm here my body is there how did this happen um not understanding how he could suddenly be airborne carter mills <laughs> That's the first question he had. <laughs> Wait a minute. What am I doing up here? <laughs> That's, of course, his first thought. It's so practical. Wait, wait, what the fuck? <laughs> the question is not, who the fuck let that slip out of control? It's the question was, <laughs> where am I? <laughs> uh, Carter Mills attempted to re-enter his body. Crawling downward in swim-like strokes, he had almost reached his goal when a gentle but firm hand tugged his right arm when he looked up there were two angels replete with robes wings bare feet and streaming hair no color but opaque white and no particular gender what's going on he asked we've come to take you to god they answered after some oh, confusion fuck. oh yes <laughs> it's about to get worse oh my god <laughs> after some confusion on carter mills's part the trio left the scene at tremendous speed, leaving the earth behind as if it were a star the size of a penhead. Their destination was an intensely bright light. Carter Mills questioned, How come I'm not cold and how come I'm not suffocating this far out in space? 
very analytical man. <laughs> An angel replied. <laughs> An angel replied, this is your spiritual body and these things do not affect it. They took him to a suspended platform, and in the center was a being so powerful, Carter Mills thought it was God. Oh my God, what? Mm hmm. Mm hmm. The angels bowed and took their places with two others, each with wings outstretched and hands folded in Whoa. prayer at the platform's four corners. Those are probably the four archangels, by the way. I'm having an experience. <laughs> by the way, I. Gabriel is my guardian angel, and I have his angel wings. I'm just, like, floating through time. It's fine. <laughs> just continue. Just talk. No, it, uh, <laughs> just, just tell your story. <laughs> it's okay. It's just, it's very, dealing with angels is very powerful. Yeah, no, I know. Um, <laughs> so the angels bowed and took their places with two others, each with wings outstretched and hands folded in prayer at the platform's four corners. Male and mannerisms and voice, the clean-shaven being turned out to be Jesus. Carter Mills could not look Jesus in the face as if he perceived himself as naked and unfit for such an audience. After some coaxing from Jesus, he felt more at ease. I'm going to judge you, Jesus said. That is what made me walk up from my computer <laughs> and go to the bathroom for a few minutes and look in the mirror and wonder what my life has become. Like, oh my god, Kay. <laughs> like, <laughs> I think we're okay? Question mark? <laughs> I feel like when the, the, the question of like whom did you help and what did you do or whatever the fuck from mm -hmm. my other story, like I... I feel like we're covered with this podcast right yeah. here. <laughs> yeah. With our, like, you know, 95 listeners. <laughs> if there's more than you, tell us. Yeah. Please let us know if we've helped you. Tell you. Tell us. <laughs> tell you. Tell us. Talk to us. We love you and we want to talk to you. We love you. Join us on the Facebook group. Um. Okay. Talk to me on Instagram. <laughs> I'm lonely. <laughs> Instantly, Carter Mills's whole life began to play out, starting oh God, at birth. Deal. He relived being a tiny spark of light traveling to Earth as soon as <gasps> as soon as an egg and sperm met and entering his mother's womb. In mere seconds, he had to choose hair color and eyes out of the gene genetic material available to him and any genes that might give him the body he would need. Whoa. Yeah. I didn't experience that. But, like... That I can remember. Yeah, but I know it was similar to you, like, picking out your family. I remember choosing my family. Yeah. Which is super fucking weird, and I'm sorry. Uh, no, it's I, okay. I totally I think that's that. fascinating. I, I remember that. It's so weird. It's weird to me sometimes to think of, like, being in this body. Yeah. Too. This body feels too small for me sometimes. I think that's why I get so clumsy sometimes because yeah. I, I don't feel like I was made for it. It, yeah, I feel confined yeah. sometimes. Yeah, I, I, I don't remember much from my childhood or really anything before that. I wish that like, I could. Rightfully so, though. Yeah, like, it's probably better. But yeah, I so wish that I could. Like. <sighs> 
it, it fascinates me. But um, I, I used to. It's okay. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> um, in mere seconds, he had to choose hair color and eyes out of the genetic material available to him and any genes that might give him the body he would need. He bypassed the gene for club-footedness, then watched from a soul's perspective as cells subdivided. He could hear his parents oh God, whenever they crazy. spoke and feel their emotions. Mm-hmm. But any knowledge Whoa. of his past lives dissolved. Birth was a shock. Awful lights, giant people, yeah. eyes peering over face masks. I- actually remember that too oh yeah yeah that's incredible i actually remember i have the tiny the vaguest notion of having had all of those memories Mm -hmm. and then them all leaving just the vaguest touch of it that's fascinating it's Sorry, it's super weird. No, it's okay. <laughs> it's really weird. No, it's okay. I, I mean, <laughs> I've buried all of that for so long. It's just really freeing to talk about it. Well, good. I have fun talking about it with you. Because it's so weird to me to be in our bodies. Yeah. The concept is so strange that I'm like looking out through eyes and like. Yes. You know, mm-hmm. I have that experience all the time where I'm just like, I just like look, you know, and I'm like, what yeah. even is this? Like, <laughs> like when I spill things or drop things, I get so mad because I'm like, or when I why? can't find things. Yeah. Like, why haven't I mastered this yet? Like, why <laughs> yeah. am I so big for it? Today, I, um, I was so, I've been so fucking clumsy all day uh-huh. and like, I... I um, had a Diet Dr. Pepper with me, and it was just a can of it, and I set it down, and, like, I took my backpack off, and I was gonna, like, look for something for my class, and then my Dr. Pepper spilled. Oh, no! And I just looked at it, and, like, instead of, like, freaking out, I just got mad. I just looked at it, and I was like, just fuck you, Dr. Pepper! (laughs) (laughs) I was just like, you know why? I... I'm so large. Like, why did I? Yeah. How could I have? (laughs) You you know, like, I feel like I'm in a smaller body. Like, that shouldn't have happened. Yeah. But, like, the large soul in me, like, knocked it, you know. Yeah. It's weird. Like, it does. It sounds weird. It's conceptual. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's not concrete at all. So, Mm -hmm. it's hard to put into words. Yeah. Yeah. No, I get it. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. There's a lot to unpack. Yeah. With the creature I feel like I was. It's fine. We should do an episode. We really need to, yeah. Yeah. So, um, his only comfort was his mother. He relived each incident in his life, including killing a mother bird when he was eight. He was so Yeah. This part got me too. Oh my god, this is terrifying. Yeah. I'm scared. Is he a serial killer? No. Okay. Um, he was so. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, he, it's he like was a hunter. Hurting, it's oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> hurting animals. Oh my god! Did he pee the bed and find things on fire? <laughs> <laughs> no, he was just a hunter. Oh um, he was hunting with his dad. Um, he was so proud of that single shot until he felt the pain of the birds three babies went through when they starved to death without her. It's not true that only oh humans my god. have souls. Yeah. It's what? Sorry. He says, it's not true that only humans have souls. No, it's not. Carter 
Mills cautions today. Insects, animals, plants have souls too. Yes, I still eat meat, for in this plain species eat each other to survive. But I yeah. bless my food and say thanks for the gift life gives. That's if I. That's in a lot of cultures, mm-hmm. actually. Like, a lot of hunters in a lot of, in a myriad of cultures, particularly mm-hmm. pagan cultures, where yeah. they thank you for your sacrifice, like, as they're, mm-hmm. like, there's a ceremonial way of, like, making sure it's dead and things like that. And, like, thank you for your sacrifice. Your body will nourish us and will go on to blah, 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 blah. I don't yeah. know. Like, there, there's just a whole thing. It's it's really cool. Yeah. In Native American and in Celtic and I don't know much about Asian culture but I'm sure it's in there too. Like mm-hmm. it's I know it's in African culture. I'm oh yeah. Certain too. Um, Definitely. It's just really cool. And like um he and says special. yeah. He says if I don't if I don't do this the food sours in my stomach. And yeah. you know I what? I'm praying over my food again. I I have started doing that now Mm -hmm. because like when I was younger, um, every holiday, it was only the holidays. We prayed every night before our dinner and I really need to, it was weird. Like I went to meet my brother for lunch and like he had this, like there was just this weird pause before we ate because we just, like Josh and I just don't Mm -hmm. anymore, you know? And I was like, oh, we should pray. And then we just started eating. Like it just wasn't. Yeah. It was weird. Yeah, it know? was just a weird pause well, for both of us. Because, yeah. like... <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, when I was growing up, my family would only do grace at holidays. And, like... Grace has been dead for 15 years. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, we watch Christmas Vacation every year. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I um, pledge allegiance to the flag. <laughs> That's such a good movie. It's such a good movie. <laughs> the blessing. <laughs> um, but like Shit, we would, her was full. I'm so sorry. I'm gonna. Get, I'm just <laughs> we would uh, do it every holiday. We like we wouldn't do it every night, but mm-hmm. we would do it every holiday. And like yeah. my grandmother always wanted me to do it, and I was like, I don't want to. Like. <laughs> You can do it if you want, but I'm not going to. I don't like when people volunteer me for stuff like that. Yeah, it's it super pisses weird. me off. It's like, if I want to do it, I'll say it. If yeah. I don't want to do it, don't force me to do if it. If I feel you. moved, I'll do it. Fuck you. Yeah. And like... You're projecting. Yeah. <laughs> and like now, like, I I do it personally. Like, like I thank it and I thank God for providing it, you know. Mm-hmm. and I need to do that more. Yeah. And like, um, when I was studying Reiki... um. My teacher told me to, like, use Reiki on my food to kind of cleanse it. And I think I'm actually going to start doing that, too. Because that, I'm sure that'll help me feel better. Like, per, uh, I'm sure that'll make my soul feel a little bit better. And, you know, I it's need just... something to make my soul feel better. This is going to be a stressful couple of months. So. I'm sorry. No, it's not your fault. It just is what it is. I know. I've complained for years that people don't love me enough to put me in their weddings, and this year I'm in two. So <laughs> <laughs> it is just—it it is what it is, is what right? It is. And it comes with the stress, and how Samhain is getting me there, and then Christmas afterwards is getting me out, and then my birthday's in Nashville, girl. All right. So he was shown that hell is a black, uh, a black blankness without God. Upset, he yelled back. How can you sit up here on this throne and allow such misery to happen upon earth? Gently, he was told, 
it's your own fault. Hmm. I gave you the tools to live by. I gave you free will and free choice. And I allow you to be part of my creation. It is your free will and your free choice that is responsible for starvation, war, and hate. Carter Mills felt pangs, felt pangs of guilt when he realized we coexist with God. No one is God's servant or slave. And that's such a powerful way of looking at it. Uh, Jesus, the angels, and platform disintegrated into a giant sphere of light once Carter Mills no longer needed their shape or form to put him at ease. As the sphere grew, it absorbed him and fused him with the ecstasy of un- unconditional love. Sexual orgasms can't compare. You are so <laughs> high. Magnify that to infinity. He zoomed back. Oh, damn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the best orgasm. <laughs> Uh, can't conceive of that. Well, I mean, the Bible always says that Jesus is the husband and the church is the bride. I mean, there's a reason, there's that. This, okay. Could you imagine the creator gotten, of have, sex having sex with you? No, and I really don't want to think about that. <laughs> that would be so strange. <laughs> In this, people are only told their own stories. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know where that even came from. Uh, I no. just made it awkward. I finally yeah, you flustered did. you. I don't, I don't like it. <laughs> I'm itchy. Um, I forgot what I was going to say. Shit. It's fine. Okay. Uh, he zoomed back to his mangled remains as a ball of all-knowing light and crashed into his solar plexus with such force it jolted his body to action. He oh had been God, told so crazy though, <laughs> but it, I mean the whole thing that he said like that's mm-hmm. exactly like what you and I believe. Yeah, of like yeah, there's free will. Like I- I've had so many people. Well, not so many people. I've had a couple people um, just talk to me. Like mm-hmm. I- I've got a- several friends who are atheists, and you know it's just natural curiosity. And people have asked me like, why aren't you more? Like, if you're a Christian, why aren't you more pushy? Mm -hmm. Like, isn't that kind of the point is that you're trying to get people to go to heaven? And I was like, we live in America. Yeah. It's not like you live in the middle of nowhere bullshitville and you've never heard of anything. Like, Mm -hmm. you know your options. If you're curious, you'll talk to me about it. Yep. It's not my place to force things on you. That's Um, rude. Yeah, it's quite rude. And also... um. I like you and would like to continue hanging out with you. <laughs> and yeah. also, like, you know, it, it, it's 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 down to your soul. If you feel moved, fucking talk to me about it and we'll talk. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel that my role is to lead by example mm-hmm. and show that not everyone's a hypocrite and that it's not about being good enough because no one's good enough. No, you, know? like, you can never be good enough. It, it's about being who you are and being genuine. Mm-hmm. And doing your best with the lot you've been given and doing your best to do good in your community and help as many people as you possibly can. Mm -hmm. That's what it is. That's it. Yep. It's not, oh my God, you've missed your calling. It's, this is where you are. Do what you can with it. Mm -hmm. That other mentality is so anxiety ridden. And I've spent my life in that anxiety spot of like, oh my God, what if I've made all the wrong choices in life and I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be doing? You're where you're at. Yeah. You know, you're you're here, I'm here, this is where we're at and this is what we're doing with our lives. Mm-hmm. 
And that's okay. Wherever you are is exactly where you're meant to be. Where you're supposed to be. Yeah. And what you do with it is your choice and will also lead you to a myriad of other possibilities. Mm -hmm. I, I I get lost a lot of times especially right now with me being in my last couple of years of college. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, my time is running out. What the <laughs> fuck am I going to do? Like how the I've fuck? I've got to get married. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. The, my, my plan was to be engaged to be married by the time that college was over. That, that was the plan that was laid out for me. Me too, girl. Didn't happen. Yeah, no, it's not realistic. And it's if, not. if it does, 99% of the time, it's not great yeah like it's not you 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 focus on you yeah that part will fall into place exactly exactly you can't make that your goal yeah no because you'll end up latching onto the first person that you come across you Mm -hmm. know like you have to do you Mm -hmm. and whoever falls into place with your life is who you're supposed to be with exactly and like whoever comes into your life and can be a good teammate for the long term because marriage is not a love story Mm-mm. it's partially a love story but that's not all it is mm-hmm. it starts with love but it has to also be practical it has to be something that can go the long haul because m- marriage is a marathon not a sprint yep and like now having had the experience of having had a serious relationship mm-hmm. where we were seriously considering marriage mm-hmm. like i know now what I will put up with and what I will not. Exactly. And that happened to me too. Yeah. But over four years of me being yeah. stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Gladly, I only spent five months. <laughs> um, Girl. I mean, just after, after having that experience, like I know now, like what I'm willing to put up with and, you know, um, what I'm willing to compromise on, what I'm willing to not compromise on. Yes. And like, now I know that my beliefs are so have a foundation so strong that I'm not willing to budge on them anymore. Yeah, me too. So I'm only going to take a little bit more from his story. Um, I just thought it was so fascinating. I just I wanted to end on this little bit. Okay. Um, He said he had been told before leaving the other side no hospital, no blood, no operation. God will show you how to heal yourself. Thus, when Carter Mills stood, he promptly walked to his car and drove home on the way passing the ambulance that had been sent to rescue him. Those present verified that he had been dead for 20 minutes. The next morning, Carter Mills awoke in a pool of blood. The doctor he went to for aid committed him to his psychiatric ward as insane when he refused surgery. Since three independent psychiatrists had to confirm the verdict and one objected, Carter Mills was released. Although his injuries were extensive and severe, he recovered by himself and returned to work. That's so fucking weird. Mm-hmm. I would have called him crazy, too. Yeah. Even as spiritual as I am, I'd have been like, mm, buddy. You need to go to the hospital. You're bleeding. <laughs> A lot. Yeah. <laughs> Thou needest surgery. (laughs) (laughs) But he lived for a very long time. Wow. After that. That's insane. That's Um, insane. And rare. 
by the way. Yeah. <laughs> and I think like, that this don't is, use that as yeah, instruction. No, 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 no. This is just his experience. Everyone's experience is different. Um, oh my god. And I think that this part is really going to resonate with us. Okay. Um, he. He shares with a lot of his knowledge. Um, his mind is often flooded with incredibly accurate prophecies that leave him frustrated for want of knowing what to do about them. Sometimes he feels as if he's losing personal control. Light bulbs even blow up in his presence if he flips on or off switches too fast. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. Uh, nonetheless, he's now healthier than ever, youthful and energetic, and, and he, he brags- spends a lot of money on light bulbs. <laughs> yes, <laughs> too arguably too much, <laughs> way too much money on light bulbs <laughs> because he is the light. Yeah, and he like <laughs> buys the ones that are like really fancy and supposed to last twenty years, and they still like burn out after twenty minutes. Yeah. It's like really frustrating. <laughs> <laughs> the Lord is within him. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god, that's hilarious. I'm so sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Nevertheless, uh, he is now healthier than ever, youthful and energetic, and he brags about how his son has turned out in spite of all the problems. My sacrifices were worth it, for my son knows that God is real. He is drug-free and turned to his own soul. Oh, that's awesome. And uh, then I have some shallow dives. That's great that his son was able to, like, make make choices. Yeah. I mean... And like it, that we whole story. We both made those choices, but only because of fear of consequences. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, oh I my just, god! I don't want to go to rehab. <laughs> Everyone um, will hate me. <laughs> Daddy said, "Go to rehab." I they try to make no, me go to rehab. Well, I said, "No, no, no." Yes, I've been. I don't know the rest of the words. It's a good yes, song. Yes, I've been bad or something or other. They try to make me go to rehab, but I won't go, go, go. And she's dead now, which is really sad. But that song is awesome. Yeah, it is. <laughs> um, so, so is that Valerie song. Huh? She sings a song called Valerie. Oh. Well, I'll play it for you later. It's okay. beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> so this article is from Bustle. Okay. Um, and this, some of these are why I pulled out the frightening indie stats. Okay. Uh, so these are 11. Are these scary too? A little bit. There, okay. There's one or two that are scary. Um, 11 things people have said after coming back from near-death experiences. Oh, fuck me running. Okay. <laughs> this is by Lucia Peters. And it was published on September 5th, it's 2017. Not. No. <laughs> I'm upset. You said I'm upset. I'm just going to look at Voldy. <laughs> Why you lay this on me? <laughs> All right. So, number one. You ready? No. I'm so scared. <laughs> number one is I know it's not my time to die. Oh, fuck. It's not that bad. No. Is this, are you, do you have these in ascending order? No. <gasps> this is not fair. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's just gonna pelt us. I'm so sad. <laughs> I'm so scared. Um, Anita Morjani was diagnosed with lymphoma in 2002. In 2006, she fell into a coma from which she later awoke. She described what happened after she fell into the coma as though she was above her body. Um, it was like I had a 360 degree peripheral vision of the whole area around, but not just in the room where my body was in, but beyond the room. 
Here, she said she met her father, who had previously passed away. He said that I've gone as far as I can, and if I go any further, I won't be able to turn back. But I felt I didn't want to turn back because it was so beautiful, she said. It was just incredible because for the first time, all the pain had gone. All the discomfort had gone. All the fear was gone. I just felt so incredible, and I felt as though I was enveloped in this feeling of just love, unconditional love. After she woke, she said, within four days, my tumor shrunk by 70%. Whoa! I kept telling everyone that I know I'm going to be okay. I know it's not my time to die. 70% does not happen. No. It was incredible. And she was still alive and when this was written. So. Incredible cancer survivor. Yeah. Uh, Number two, a field of flowers. Uh, this is from, um, this was taken from Reddit. Um, it was by Stoned Zombie 420 Oh my God, I love their names <laughs> Me so too. much. I want that on a fucking t-shirt. <laughs> Me too. Even though neither of us have ever done drugs. Like, I just want it. <laughs> yeah. So that I can, I just want to belong. <laughs> I just want to belong. FOMO. <laughs> He said, my mom's heart stopped during surgery. She said the only thing she remembers is being in a field of flowers. This one popped up in an Ask Reddit thread from about four years ago asking about what people who have died and have been resuscitated remember seeing. Although one Redditor commented that this short but sweet story was the one thing in this thread that hasn't unnerved me, I actually find it kind of eerie. The image of a field of flowers might seem calm, sure, but it also feels odd to me. Empty, devoid of other people. It makes me think of the poppy field in wizard of oz yeah it makes me think of the underworld like the fields of um asphodel yeah the fields of asphodel and the underworld and greek it literally makes me it makes me think of the poppy field where they all just like fall asleep Mm -hmm. on their way to the city like that's such a scary concept if you really think about it Mm -hmm. just We've been on this mission and we've been super determined and, oh, I'm just going to go to sleep now. Like, yeah. (sighs) It's actually a really chilling concept. It's also like a metaphor for opiate addiction, but whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Number three, it flew around and then came back. Um, So, hey. I fucking hate that. And you're making me hit my mic and I don't appreciate it. So it flew around and then is what the fuck, Kay? I don't wanted appreciate to do this, this crossover episode. <laughs> so I'm hey, not okay with it. so hey, fun fact: Ernest Hemingway had a near-death experience during the First World War. He referenced it in a letter he wrote to his family while he was convalescing in Milan from a shrapnel wound. Dated October eighteenth, nineteen eighteen, the letter included this tidbit. This was yeah, and typically efficient prose. All the heroes are dead, and the real heroes are the parents. Dying is a very simple thing. I've looked at death, and really, I know. Later, he described to a friend exactly what he experienced. A big Austrian trench mortar bomb of the type that used to be called ash cans exploded in the darkness. I died then. I felt my soul or something coming right out of my body, like you'd pull a silk handkerchief out of a pocket by one corner. It flew around and then came back and went in again, and I wasn't dead anymore. Yeah. Classic Hemingway. I love him. Yeah. It was beautiful. He's a brilliant writer. Yeah. I really love his poetry. Um, how long was I out? Um, oh my God. This is from You're a- just going to keep beating me in the face. Uh, this is from another Redditor. 
Uh, we don't know how, um, we don't know who this was from exactly. Um, they deleted their account. Um, oh my God. Yeah. The comment is still readable in full. Uh, the context was a car crash. And just prior to the excerpt seen here, the Redditor said that they had seen this woman with blonde hair and a gray dress suit. She said she was an off-duty EMT. She told me to relax and keep my legs elevated. So here's the comment. Here's where I got scared. In my head while laying down, I felt more tired than I ever had in my entire life. My thoughts, I think, were very clear, and I could feel myself starting to slip, so I started playing a game in my head to keep me awake and alert. And the next thing I know, I'm waking up with my head in my friend's hands and, like, 50 people crowded around. My clothes had been cut off, which I was pissed about later. (laughs) Glass was covering over 90% of my body, and they had to clean me off before moving me. I said to my buddy when I woke up, Dude, how long was I out? And his reply was, what are you talking about? Your eyes were open the whole time. Oh, my God. This sounds really similar um, to um, Amelia Clark's experience while filming um, Game of Thrones. Uh-huh. Danny? Yeah. She had a, cu- a series of, like, brain aneurysms. And she, like, when she was being carted off, what really saved her was mm-hmm. having to recite her lines in Dothraki oh. over and over and over again. She, like, had this experience of, like, I have to keep my brain alert. Oh, wow. So she would, like, repeat all of her lines, Mm -hmm. be it in English or mostly Dothraki, to keep it, uh, like, as alert as possible. She would just, like, recite all of her lines in her head over and over and over again on her way to the hospital. I think she had two or three. Oh, wow. It was really fucking scary. That is incredible, though. Yeah. And it like really like it really informs her character and it really informs like who she is. It's yeah. really be- like you should watch multiple epi- like multiple interviews with her because yeah. she's an amazing person. I love her. I love her so yeah. much, and I love her character. I'm like with her to the end. Yeah. Um, but going back to the lady, uh, the redditor asked around afterwards, and no one else remembers the lady. Apparently, she didn't exist. <gasps> um, Smoky Halloween. <laughs> Uh, uh the same three questions this is from another redditor uh yet another ask reddit thread this time from about two years ago featured this gem i'm curious what these three questions were um so funk shovel says funk shovel <laughs> funk shovel They say, I collapsed at a work meeting in February 2014 and had no pulse or cardiac rhythm for about five minutes. My last recorded memory was from about an hour prior to the incident, and my next memory was from two days later when I emerged from a medically induced coma. Evidently, I regained consciousness in half a day before my brain started recording new memories, so I kept repeating the same three questions for hours on end. Eventually, my wife and friends started making up better answers because they hated seeing the fear on my face when they explained what actually happened. I think that anterograde amnesia is my mind's way of saying, yeah, you don't need to know what happened during that time. Oh my god. (laughs) (laughs) This one's my favorite because it's so fucking funny. Um, I can tell you. The Near-Death Experience Research Foundation identifies its website as a free public service meant to research and study consciousness experiences and to spread the message of love, unity, and peace around the world. It sounds a little woo-woo to me, but then again, I'm a skeptic and also kind of a curmudgeon, so do with that what you will. A curmudgeon. (laughs) 
Okay. <laughs> it documents self-reported stories that could be NDEs and attempts to classify them, and a lot of these stories are quite arresting. And one, for example, a man identified only as John D. Um, described being in a car car crash during his job as, as a water meter me- reader. Say that Water meter reader? Yeah, say that ten water times Water meter fast. reader. <laughs> oh my god. That's too much. Yeah. He had an out-of-body... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he had an out-of-body experience, seeming to hover about 10 In the feet. water meter? <laughs> no, after the car crash. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, His water meter was upsetting. Yeah, it was. His bill was far too high. <laughs> Me. Me. Oh, my God. Uh, uh, Fuck this fucking heat. He says um, he had an out-of-body experience seeming to hover about 10 feet in the air over his body, during which he was able to see and sense the arrival of an ambulance. Then he says he went to a place that was foggy, but not foggy. At one point, he heard someone say, do we know the next of kin? Here's how he described the next moments. I was on a gurney against the wall in the emergency room with a sheet over my head. Oh my god! I sat up and said, I can tell you. (gasps) A nurse with her back to me screamed and dropped the tray of things she was carrying on the floor a doctor ran over to me and i answered his questions like who i was and what my wife and father's phone number were oh my god he was a john doe yeah oh my god yep caitlin unacceptable <laughs> and then immediately after that he passed out and came two, no! two days later <laughs> <laughs> i just think that's so fucking funny he just sat up and said i can tell you everything and then immediately passed out <laughs> yeah oh my god that's so funny and then this one, I almost um, did a full case on, but the only things I could fucking find on it were in Russian, and I can't fucking oh, read it. no, we can't do Russian. Um, That's its own alphabet and everything. Yeah. Oh, my God, yeah. <laughs> um, I was dead and in hell. Oh, my God, what? Uh-huh. In 1981, Veronica Yolreich Barthel, yep, then Nailed 22, it. was struck by lightning while she was driving. Oh, shit. She first had an out-of-body experience and saw herself sitting in her car, holding the steering wheel with burned hands. <gasps> After a journey through a tunnel, she said she stood in front of a gate that read, Welcome to Hell on it. Oh my god! She was brought to a waiting room. She could also see many people suffering in torment. She said, however, that she met Jesus while she was there and he sent her back to her body. When she came back to the physical world, she just kept screaming, I was dead and in hell. Over and over and over again. Oh my god. Yeah. (gasps) So many chills. Yep. Everyone who's seen Return of the King totally got my reference. (laughs) And then. It's like the best part of that movie. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So this is the last one I'm going to read. Isn't it so sad about Michelangelo? Yes. (laughs) But why? This is from another Redditor. Paint was in his eyes all the time. It's so sad. Uh, this is by Safouf. Yes. Sounds great. Yep. My mom had a brain aneurysm that was nearly fatal. Around the time the doctors told us that she was going to die, she later related that after several hours of terrible pain, she only felt peace. She described a lightness of being... And, um... This is written weird. She described a lightness of being and relaxed happiness. The first words she spoke to me when she awoke were, Isn't it so sad about Michelangelo? Oh, my God. What? Um, (laughs) So, to clarify a little bit, uh, this Uh story comes from the same thread as the one about the person who kept asking the same three questions over and over again when they woke up. Uh, 
this person wrote in a later comment that they did eventually get some clarification on what their mother meant. Yeah, she felt she... Yeah, she felt that he was essentially a slave for the four years it took to paint the Sistine Chapel. Which is amazing, by the way. Oh, yeah. Like, worth the disgustingness of the Vatican <laughs> just to see that ceiling because it looks literally 3D. It's insane. Yeah. But you will also, if you are claustrophobic and heat sensitive, um, nearly vomit. Yeah. So, <laughs> just like, bear that in mind. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, weirdly, they You'll also-, also be called a cunt by a gypsy. That's also a thing that happened. Fun. <laughs> Fun times. Yeah. Badge of honor. <laughs> weirdly, they also said that their mother had never before cared about art or Michelangelo. As such, they wrote, it was pretty out of character and concerning at the time. But was she a Ninja Turtles fan? <laughs> Is my I, question. I mean, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> and the person that wrote this article says honestly all i can think is in the room the women come and go talking of michelangelo oh my god and that's where i'm going to end it ah! chilling mm-hmm. that was really good Thank nice you. work Thank i'm you. deeply disturbed on a lot of levels <laughs> so at yeah. least I was able to sit through that story this time because I was not when I was reading it. <laughs> it hit yeah, me. Yeah, I was upset. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this is our game. <laughs> Dr- uh, by Drunk Stunder Stupid. It's called If You Had To. So take a deck, any deck. Thank you. And um, basically it's... Um, would you rather? Would you rather? Yeah. But which, if all of our fans know this, but just in case you're not someone who starts at the beginning of a podcast, mm-hmm. we're trying to, <laughs> we're trying to, you Lighten know, inform everyone. Yeah. And this is our this is our light closing. So, um, I think it's my turn to go first. I this think week. you're probably right. I just trust you. I don't know. I never know. <laughs> we need a coin. Do you have a good one? Mm-hmm. Because I have a good. Yeah, one it's too. real good. Okay. Are we ready to uh-huh, go? Yep. Okay. So if you had to, would you be followed around by a gaggle of bloodthirsty geese or eat as in cannibal eat the person on the judge's left followed around by the bloodthirsty geese? I would pick mine. Geese are terrifying. They have no conscience and they would eat you. It's eat or be eaten. <laughs> I could kill some fucking geese if I needed to. The person on the judge's left, I believe, is the defendant, right? Oh, I don't know. In a courtroom? I, I don't know. I'd take the geese. Eat or be eaten. I'm going to pick mine. <laughs> this is only the second time we've disagreed. <laughs> I told you I'm really channeling Lucy. <laughs> yeah, yeah now I'm terrified. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to eat you. Oh, I know. That was really, really funny, though. Oh, my God. That's hilarious. Um, Okay. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. This was kind of a deeper episode. Mm -hmm. Um, Super spooky for Spooky Halloween. It was super fun. Or Samhain or Dia de los Muertos, whatever you celebrate. I had a lot of fun doing this I loved this episode. It was so fun. Yes. So many facets to it. It's just, it's amazing. So, um, I think we have lots of topics to add to our list now but um so um thank you guys so so much for listening you guys are incredible um do we have really a call to action i mean not really just like keep an open mind and like know that there just aren't things that we can really explain yeah with with science some things are just 
magic. And I, I think that's what makes life exciting. I do too. Honestly, is, is that every, not everything can't be, can be explained. And that if you're constantly looking for a reason, you're just going to live being miserable just because there's not just be open just be open to the things that just are Mm -hmm. i think is more mine you know like not everything needs a reason yep which is really hard (laughs) yeah it's very hard (laughs) to come to terms with for me like particularly with the day that i've had like some (laughs) things just need to be as they are Mm -hmm. and we have to accept that there isn't always an answer and that sometimes we know that we're right, but we're not always at yeah. the same time. So it's, it's, it's just, we're just live in the gray. Yeah. <laughs> Be okay with the gray. Be okay with the gray. <laughs> okay with the gray. Yeah. Merch. Yes. <laughs> oh my God. Um, uh, so needs to be on a gray background. Yes, you guys. Thank you so much for listening. For real. Um, head on. Over, I have seen our stats. More than half of you are listening to this on Apple Podcasts. So please mm-hmm. leave us a five star review if you like us. Um, if you're still listening, clearly you do. Um, <laughs> and uh, leave us a five star review. Um, and you'll get entered into a drawing to rent a free poster. We have shot so many. We have shot glasses in the works for our Patreon donors. Yes, and so many things that we have planned. So please head over to our Patreon and I like we we hate to beg, but like please, because yeah. um, <laughs> uh, please I need help. Like we just really <laughs> like we both want this to be our job because mm-hmm. like this is our real passion and we love you guys and we just want to give you all the focus. That we want to give you. And also, like, we want to give you merch. We want to do le- do more live shows. Like, we want to do so much more mm-hmm. with, with this podcast. And so, um, every dollar helps. So, just even if you donate a dollar, you know, like, yeah, every little bit helps. So, um, we love you. We see you. And whether you've been to the other side or not, just remember. You are not a monster. Bye, bye guys. Thank you for listening to Talk Crooked. Music is by Gisla Niebach. Check out our website, talkcricket.wixsite.com slash podcast for sources and visual aids, as well as resources to get involved. To keep up with our nonsense and stay up to date on all things Cricket, you can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Tumblr, and Facebook at Talk Cricket. To keep the shots coming, access ex- exclusive bonus content, get a free poster, and a shout out on air, head on over to our Patreon. All links can be found on our website. You can listen to us basically anywhere you get your podcast. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. If you have interesting stories relating to our content, please send them to talkcrooked at gmail.com for a chance to be featured on the show. For business inquiries or sponsorships, please email us at carryandkbusiness at gmail.com. See you next time.